This is the KFDM Morning Show Podcast from the most watched morning team in Southeast Texas. In our headlines this morning, a Halloween murder case from 2020 in Sabine County has made it to the courtroom this week with testimony being heard yesterday. Matthew Edgar accused of killing Libby Lewis. Prosecutors say she was shot to death with a rifle. Lewis's loved ones are angry he was out on bond. According to KJS and Daily News, more officers testified both Edgar and Lewis were at a party and an argument started over Lewis talking to another man. Her body was found on FM 83, two and a half miles east of Hemphill. Edgar was found in the same area, lying in a fetal position and bloody. Finding fugitives is an overwhelming job these days. Jefferson County's Fugitive Warrant Division tasked with serving nearly 500 warrants a month. That's a big undertaking for a team of just 15 officers. The Morning Show's Angel San Juan reports on why the number of men and women on the run seems to be on the rise. These mug shots show only a small fraction of the many men and women wanted for crimes in Jefferson County. They're fugitives from justice, and the number of them on the loose is increasing. And we see an uptick on crime in our area, and you know, people may get arrested, they may bond out, and then they run. Finding these fugitives is up to the Warrant Division, part of the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. No matter the city in which it happens, when a policing agency files a criminal case against someone, it goes to the District Attorney's Office. Then a warrant is issued that ends up in the hands of one of 15 officers. Then those guys and those ladies who work in the Fugitive Warrant Division, kind of like the, the old movie The Fugitive, they actually go out and look for, that's their job assignment, they go out and look for people that we can't find that have warrants. A task that gets more daunting by the day. The officers handle nearly 500 warrants a month. Last month in the Beaumont office alone, officers received nearly 300 warrants. Of those, they made 55 arrests, 42 of the people taken into custody are accused of felonies. And for all those others, the pursuit continues. It's a lot. I think that's part of the process that people don't think about. So we get warrants on all the individuals and all the crimes and even crimes that you don't hear about on the news. It could be a, something as simple, you know, as a theft. Uh, you know, a burglary, you know, where we get suspect information, where detectives and all these agencies work the case and they get enough information where they can identify a possible suspect. And so a warrant gets issued on those. And the search can take them almost anywhere. This officer just returned from Louisiana, but some of the journeys require airplane travel. Even though they're Jefferson County warrants, people who are, are hiding from us, like we do on the run, and sometimes we can't find people, but we may get a tip that they're in Baton Rouge, that they're in, you know, we've gone to Hawaii. While the number of those evading justice rises, the group charged with capturing them remains small. Clearly, a sheriff will never turn down more personnel to do any job. If you don't get people who have warrants uh, arrested and booked into our facility, the criminal justice system can't process them. In Jefferson County, I'm Angel San Juan reporting. Crime alert out of Chambers County this morning. A burglary stopped because of a realtor who happened to show up to show a home. Happened in Anahuac on January 15th. 41-year-old Guillermo Pineda of Porter and 32-year-old Eva Lothridge of Baytown are both charged. Deputies say they broke into the home on West Lane 1, but they took off in a stolen Kia SUV as soon as the realtor showed up. 
Two separate repeat drunk drivers have been busted yet again in Calcasieu Parish. 57-year-old Mark Ancelet of Vinton was stopped driving erratically in a parking lot in Sulphur after backing into a pole Saturday night. He's already had three DWIs. Now he's charged with a fourth. Then there's Jose Trinidad. He was passed out in Lake Charles in a car Saturday night. Deputies say he was so drunk he was taken to the hospital, then to jail, where he was charged with DWI number three. Topping state headlines this morning, police in Far, Texas, arresting two brothers tied to the brutal beating death of their stepfather, who was accused of sexually abusing a younger member of the family. Monica Deanna has more on this murder investigation that's drawing a lot of attention on social media. The detectives went out to look for Quintanilla at that time and were unable to find him. They searched, they went to his last known residence, they went to his mother's residence multiple times. Far police first learned about Gabriel Quintanilla in 2019, when a minor claimed Quintanilla sexually assaulted her between 2014 and 2016. Uh, he was being elusive, obviously, and, and uh, hiding from us. Chief Harvey telling us Quintanilla's name was then entered in a national database, and he'd been on the run ever since. When they were notified, his body had been found the day before in South McAllen. Since then, police have arrested three teens, including Quintanilla's stepsons, Alejandro and Christian Trevino, and a third male, Juan Eduardo Melendez. According to police, they beat Quintanilla after hearing he had allegedly sexually abused another minor, who was also a family member. Now, two of the teens facing capital murder charges. Capital murder because uh, Quintanilla was kidnapped Right when they, he was taken in, um, in the back of the F-150 and dropped off somewhere else. So he was kidnapped. And then at the scene where they dropped him off, uh, the, um, the, the uh, Trevinos, they um, got some property. They, they removed some property or stole some property from Quintanilla. We also asked Chief Harvey if there's a possibility the boy's mother could face charges. That's still all part of this open investigation. That is certainly a question that we had, uh, whether or not, we, why we weren't notified and that kind of thing. So there's more questions out there, and that's something that we're still looking into. The three teens remain jailed this morning in FAR, facing $1 million bonds. Finally this morning, dozens of families have a little extra help to keep them going this morning, a community effort to put food on their table. Harvest for Lost Souls Church offered a mobile food and supply pantry yesterday. Families could just drive up, collect packages of essential goods, items like chicken, milk, canned vegetables and veggies, as well as hygiene products. Pastor Kennedy Andrews says the pandemic has had a devastating impact on employment and the community, and she says the turnout proves the need in our region. So there's something that says, I can't do everything, but I can do something. And so what is happening today, we're saying, I care and we can do something. It's a great thing that uh, these churches and organizations are doing things for people during these hard times. Because if it wasn't for uh, the churches and the uh, food bank, it's, it'll, it'll be a lot of people uh, trying to figure out how they're going to get their next meal. The mobile food drive was done in collaboration with the Southeast Texas Food Bank and Exxon Mobil. And now, your daily weather forecast from the Southeast Texas Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas forecaster Aaron Mack here with your weather authority. Today's January 26, 2022. 
hump day, a beautiful Wednesday that is, and we're going to get the morning started off with another cool start here in southeast Texas. Temperatures are still dropping right now, looking for temperatures up in the lakes to get down, looking for the mid to lower 30s, but they're kind of holding steady right now for the triangle. We're looking for temperatures to be around the mid to upper 30s, at least around the 7 a.m. mark. Expect a lot of sunshine today, however, with that cloud cover that moved out overnight and has continued to push out. We will see some partly cloudy skies today, but overall it's going to be mostly sunny is what we're expecting. Northeast winds are going to still prevail today. We're going to see wind gusts up to about 20 to 21 miles per hour, keeping that cloud cover kind of at bay. As we move into tonight, we'll see some cloud cover move back in and give us a mostly cloudy day as we move into Friday. Overall, temperatures today look to be pretty, a lot warmer actually than they were yesterday. We saw temperatures get up to about the lower 50s yesterday. We're going to see temperatures in the lower to mid 50s today. That's going to be pretty much all around the area from the lakes and the triangle. As we move into the weekend, we are still looking for a weak boundary to move through. It's going to pretty much reinforce a shot of cold air behind that boundary. A sharper trough is going to move through. It's going to see a little ridging that's going to keep the weekend pretty quiet. Now, Friday, we'll start to see a few showers move in from the west, but so far, they're sticking to the coast, kind of, and we're going to see just how much of that is actually going to push north, mostly into the triangle area, if so. So we're still going with about 20% chance of rain coverage for that. Overall, the weekend looks to be good. We will see temperatures cool down into the th- into the 30s over the nighttime with that trough moving through. Overall, we're looking for temperatures to be around the 50s for the next few days, and as we make way into Sunday going into next week, we're going to start to see temperatures get back into the 60s to the mid to upper 60s and start to warm up a little bit before we possibly look for our next boundary. Overall, today looks to be a good day here in Southeast Texas. And again, we're getting off to a cool start and temperatures change. We'll let you know. Other than that, have a good morning, Southeast Texas, and make it a good one. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow for the KFDM Morning Show Podcast.